Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curve Balls for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. All right, let's jump right in. Hot topics. This is something that I get asked about all the time. And it's something that recently came up again because of a article circulating on social media. I saw it posted on Facebook by a handful of friends yesterday regarding lifting weights and at what age kids can do that. And so this is something I get asked all the time because our kids are involved in strength training. Our oldest, our four oldest kids at this point have competed in powerlifting and people see, you know, people have seen our children from ages, you know, between 10, 12 and older, lifting some kind of weight at some point on social media. We've posted pictures or videos and so on and so forth. And we've gotten questions about, oh, your how old is your child? Because I was wondering if my child can start lifting or at what age is it okay for kids to start lifting? Or people just flat out saying like, my chiropractor would tell you that you shouldn't be doing that and your kid shouldn't be doing that. It's bad for this. It's bad for that. So all kinds of things, right? And it's very interesting to me when people ask, how old should a child be before they start lifting? Or at what age is it okay? Um, Because I think it varies from person to person. I think it varies from kid to kid. Every one of them develops differently and is ready for different things at different times. It's also interesting when people ask me, well, how old is your child? Because if your child is doing that, then maybe my child, you know, is ready. And I don't necessarily think that's true because I don't know what kind of background your child has up to this point, what kind of activity they've gotten, if it's anywhere, you know, if it's something like what our kids have been through or not. What people don't seem to realize is that we live in Hawaii, right? A lot of times I get questions from the mainland U.S. We live in Hawaii. It's warm year round. Our kids can go out and play every day of the year, practically, even when it's raining. (laughs) They can go outside. They can play. They can run. They can jump. They can climb. Also, from very young ages, our kids are most of them could climb up the couch and onto our laps and up our onto our shoulders before they could even walk. And we allowed climbing and running and playing and jumping in situations where not all parents do. I heard at a very when I was a new mother, I used to listen to, you know, some parenting show and trying to, you know, figure out how to be a mom, right? And I heard this one parenting expert say that Generally speaking, children are not going to climb higher than they can handle. And so I have climbers and I trusted that this person knew what they were talking about. And so I would let my kids climb and I wouldn't worry about, you know, telling them not to go so high or telling them to get down as long as I, you know, I mean, for the most part, um, as long as they were climbing something stable, right? And so... They would climb at parks, they would climb on fences, they'd climb on poles, they'd climb up, you know, dugouts and so on and so forth and and trees. And for the most part, we let them go. And a lot of parents in those same situations are telling their children, get down, you know, don't climb that. Our kids also pick up rocks, big, big rocks at the beach or at the park and move them from one place to another. Um, Like I said, they like to run around, they like to jump, they're jumping off 
various things, rocks, the playground, you know, stair- stairways, what have you. And we're not constantly telling them, sit down, stay still, don't run around, stop jumping, don't climb, put that down. For the most part, if it's an environment in which play is not, you know, I mean, a park is a place to play, I think. <laughs> so we would let them do those things. It seemed like more than a lot of other parents would. And so when our child is climbing up fences or climbing up trees or climbing up whatever at the park and, you know, doing that over and over and over again, when most parents are telling their kids not to do it, that's a lot of reps that our children are getting, pulling themselves up, moving their own body weight, getting familiar with how to move their body that other kids are not getting. And from the time we were married, you know, either my husband was coaching or I was coaching or our kids were playing some kind of sport. And so all of our children have always been in environments where at least for a portion of the year, we're out at a park or at a field four, five, six days a week for hours a day. They got to play a lot. They got to climb on jungle gyms. They got to go running around. They got to jump. They got to do all kinds of things, cartwheels, tumbles, you know, all these things. They're just very, very active kids that had the room and the environment to be physically active quite often. And so when, you know, they're doing all of that, multiple times a day, right? Multiple reps a day, if you will, for hours, you know, an hour plus or what have you a day. And they're doing that day after day, week after week, month after month for four, five, six, seven, eight years. That adds up, right? And like we said, we live in Hawaii, so they can do this all year round, whereas other people in the mainland don't have that luxury. There's times during the year where their kids can't go out and play. They're limited to whatever they can do in the house. And maybe you know, that kind of thing is not necessarily allowed in the house. Our kids will be doing, you know, handstands just for fun. So they have a lot of background and movement and moving their own body of pulling themselves up, of jumping off of things and landing, which is quite an impact, right? The force on your body and that is significant on their bones and joints and what have you, um, of roughhousing with brothers and sisters. So they're pushing, they're bearing the weight of a sibling on them, pushing them off or doing, you know, various other things. So picking up rocks, like I was saying, and moving them from one place to another, picking up each other, younger siblings, right? So they have this whole history of moving, of using their muscles of getting familiar with their body and you know body awareness and so on and so forth and um it's it's day in and day out that's their life and so for years and years and years they have years of that experience before they ever do a weightlifting program before they ever pick up a weight for the purpose of doing you know so many lifts or some kind of barbell or dumbbell or any kind of weight training. And that's not necessarily the case for every child, right? And so I I would never sit here and go, well, my child's 12. And so your 12 year old can do the same thing. Your 12 year old may have a very, very different history for the past 12 years than my kids have had, right? If you live in a place where you can't go out and play for three months out of the year, 
over 12 years, that's 36 months, that's three years worth of playtime, of movement, of jumping, of running, of all that stuff that my kids have that yours don't, right? So that makes a difference. And if you're um, a parent that was tending to tell your child, get down out of the tree, don't climb this, don't climb that, don't run, don't jump, that's also going to make a difference. Again, that's rep after rep after rep that my kids are taking on a daily basis that some kids aren't taking. And so that's you know, that's a part of it. The other thing that's always amusing to me, kind of interesting, is that they will say, they will see like a 12-year-old or 10-year-old of ours picking up a trainer bar with 5 to 10 pounds on each side. So maybe a max of 25, maybe not even 30 pounds, right? And and get all up in arms about it. But they'll see our 7-year-old or 8-year-old carrying around a younger sibling all over the park not think of not think twice about it that's very interesting to me because a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old picking up a younger sibling that's 15 20 25 pounds the ratio of the weight that they're carrying to their body is far more significant than our 10 or 12 year old picking up 25 30 40 pounds also when you're picking up a human being right they're not always ergonomically designed. The baby is moving. The weight distribution's not always even or centered or, you know, any of that. They're often carrying their sibling off to one side or another. It's not like they're standing, you know, symmetrically and the weight's centered and it's evenly distributed, distributed right side to left side. And they're not just standing still and they're not carrying an object that doesn't move. So they're here they are carrying around a younger sibling who may be 15, 15, 20, 25 pounds when they're only maybe 50 pounds. That's like half their body weight that they're picking up off of the ground, walking around with, moving around with. And this weight is also moving, sometimes unexpectedly, right, which throws some other wrinkles into it. And nobody says anything about that. Nobody would criticize us for that. Nobody would be up in arms about that. Everyone thinks it's completely normal, completely natural, completely acceptable. And that's very interesting to me because a weight is so much more controllable. It's designed to be picked up and held, right? It's evenly distributed. It's an object. So when you pick it up, it's not squirming on you or moving or anything like that. When our child is lifting weights, they're not walking around. They're standing still or sitting still and then moving this weight that they're completely in control of. And to me, and they're getting instruction about how to do it, right? That's We don't really give a lot of instruction on how to pick up your sibling and all that. Like It's just something that they do. It's not like they're being taught a lesson on how to do it. And so that's just kind of... It's kind of an interesting thing to um, experience and live out, you know, and I feel like the weight lifting part of it, here's the thing too, right? We're not concerned or all caught up in the numbers. The numbers and the amount of weight isn't the point when they're first starting. It's learning the movements. It's understanding what it feels like when your form is good. That's the focus when they first start is form and technique and then being able to do that to the point where you're not having to think about it so much and then being able to do it with speed. And then maybe after that, we add a little bit of weight and um, and kind of go from there. 
But it's not just about, like, I see people coming into the weight room, even teenagers, even adults, and there's not really a rhyme or reason other than I just want to see how much I can do today. Sometimes they're even given instructions how much to lift, how many reps, at what weights, what percentages of what you're capable of. And it this gets tossed out the window. They don't want to follow the instructions. They just feel like every day it's time to see how much can I do? How much can I do? You know, and, and that's, it's not smart. And so that's not at all the way that our kids go through a strength training program or a strength training workout or a workout with weights. Um, there are smart ways to train. There are smart ways to train anything, not just strength. And, you know, even for myself, when I'm in the gym, um, CrossFit's famous for having so much injuries. I know a lot of people, a lot of our friends who were in CrossFit for a shorter period of time than I was and had multiple injuries. I've li- I, was, I started after I had baby number seven. And I started, I actually watched my husband do it for, do CrossFit for over a year. (coughs) And then our teenagers joined in. And one day we were at a park killing time because, you know, other siblings have things going on. And the younger ones I took to the playground. And my four-year-old daughter at the time, she's 10 now. She just grabbed, she was sitting down, she grabbed the bar above her and she just pulled herself up got her chin over the bar everything just for fun I don't know why she did it but I saw that and I was like okay that's it I cannot be the only female in our family that cannot do a push-up I mean a pull-up right so I was like it's on let's go I hadn't wanted to start CrossFit ever I had no reason to no desire to and then I saw that and I was like oh no I need to figure out how to do these pull-ups and so I started CrossFit and even in that journey though like I don't the numbers are not most important to me. I don't care if I have more weight on the bar than somebody else or less weight on the bar than somebody else. I do my workouts in ways that make sense, in ways that follow guidelines that have been researched and studied for decades by people who lift weights all the time as what they do, right? There are guidelines out there of how much to, how many reps and at what percentage of what you're capable of and you know, the rep schemes that make sense and are smart in training. And I take all of that into consideration when I do my workouts. And so even though the prescribed workout is a certain thing, that doesn't mean that's what I'm going to do. And so many people are like, I just want to do, you know, that's what the workout is. That's what I'm going to try to do. And it's not, it doesn't even make sense for them. But instead of thinking through that and um, choosing weights that are smart for them and doing the workouts in a way that makes sense for their body, they're just following instructions. And I see a lot of coaches that don't understand how to help people modify or scale the workouts so that it fits them. And the thing about strength training is when it's done well, everything is tailored to the capability of the athlete. Everything. So that's how our kids go through it. It's not just about let's just see what you can do for today. And mom and dad are all caught up in are you lifting more this month than you were last month? And, you know, it's just it's just not even about that. Like, it's a process. It's a journey. It's about them learning how to move their body and them doing things that um, make sense for, you know, what they're capable of. And how they're feeling on any given day is more important than what 
we think they're supposed to be doing. Always. I think it's so important for the kids to learn how to listen to their body. When something doesn't feel right, we make an adjustment or we just stop altogether or they're just mentally not there. We're not going to make them do it because you have to be present. When you lift weights, you can't be all distracted and not paying attention. And, you know, that's when injuries happen. That's when injuries happen. We teach them to always respect the weight. You always put your full effort and full attention, concentration on what you're doing. Because so many times people pick up something light, right? And that's how people throw out their backs, just in everyday life. They pick something up off the floor that's super light and they don't pay attention to how they're doing it. And they throw their whole back out because they weren't intentional about their movement. And so that's something that we're very aware of. And I think that translates naturally to our kids because it's just something we live and it's something that probably gets communicated in various ways in our interactions. And so... There's a lot that's going on underneath the surface of a 12-year-old picking up a bar with 30 pounds on it, right? There's a lot of other stuff that's going on. There's a lot of other considerations being taken. There was a lot of other preparation that led up to what you might see on social media. And other people are just looking at that and going, oh, let's start there. No, no, no. (laughs) You don't start there. That's not where that wasn't the beginning That was the culmination of so many other things and so many other pieces that came together to produce the thing that you saw. And that's not even the end result, right? It's still just part of a huge process. And there's no rush. That's the important thing for parents to understand. And when it comes to weightlifting and when it comes to strength training, there's no rush. So many people are wanting to, you know, beat what they did I don't know, just, it just seems to be such a rush to get to the highest number in the fastest amount of time, regardless of what's actually going on. And if you're an athlete, if moving your body and being fit is a way of life, you're going to be doing this for a long time. What's the rush? Even for adults, when you get into the gym and you're working out, even if you do CrossFit, like, stop getting into this race to I don't even know where, right? For me, it's like most people that we we CrossFit with are not competitors. They're just trying to be healthy. So if you're going to be doing this for the next three, four decades, train like that, right? Do your daily workouts as if this is part of a really long journey, like a marathon, We're not doing one sprint for a short season of life. And even when you're training your kids, when they're training for a sport, it's important to let them progress at their own pace. Whether it's their soccer skills or softball skills or, you know, football skills or the strength part of it or the agility part of it or the conditioning part of it, they all have their own pace that works for them that is best for them and trying to keep up with somebody else is one of the biggest problems you know one of the biggest issues that can cause problems for an athlete and when I look at strength training that's what I see a lot of when we work with the younger kids is that they're looking at what everyone else is doing they just want to do what everyone else is doing 
And it's like, no, you have your own reps, you know, weights and stuff that you're supposed to be using for your training. Don't just do stuff because that's what everyone else is doing. That's not how this works. And it's also interesting that, and like the article that was going on around on Facebook pointed out, in sports, soccer, football, even softball, um, volleyball, basketball, these sports are take explosive movements, lateral movements, right? That puts strain and stress on your body. I think the force of that is even higher in some cases than just picking up a weight, standing still, picking up a weight, right? When you're having to explode in one direction or another, you also have to stop. If you have to jump, you have to land. There's force being applied to your body there. And the thing about sports is, even after I did a couple years of CrossFit after baby number seven, I got myself back into shape. I was probably stronger than I'd ever been. But I didn't feel ready to get back on the field. People were like, you want to play adult league? And I was like, no way. Softball is like, you have to move at the drop of a hat as fast as you can in a direction that is not dictated by you. Right? You're reacting to something that happened to an opponent, to the ball, to whatever. And you've got to move with force, with explosiveness as fast as you can. And you don't even know before you start exactly where you're going. Like only for a split second, right? It happens so fast. And then you've got to stop. With lifting, it's not like that at all. You're standing still or sitting still. You think about what you're going to do. You're in full control of when it happens, how it happens, how much time you need to prepare your mind and body. Go through the lift right? You have a lot more control. There's a lot less moving parts, a lot lot less variables. And the surfaces are very, um, what is it called? Not very, what is the word I'm looking for? On the field, it's like, you know, there's bumps and, and it's, it can be a bump here, a bump there. It's not level. The surfaces in the gym, nice level surfaces, right? So you always know exactly where your body's going to be before you have to move it. Not true in sports. In sports, there's all kinds of angles and dangles and you're doing it at the drop of a hat and you're doing it explosively over and over and over again. That's a lot more risk to me and a lot higher opportunity for something to not quite go the way you thought it was going to go and lifting is not even remotely like that right it's a lot more the environment is a lot more controlled and so it's interesting that people feel like sports is totally safe and all the things that happen and even the ones with impact right like that's perfectly fine for even five-year-olds or six-year-olds or seven-year-olds but like lifting up a weight that's stationary that you have full control over that's in a very controlled environment is somehow so dangerous <laughs> it's just very interesting to me that we have these contrasts that people are perfectly fine and accept you know and accept certain things and then just things that i guess they tend to be unfamiliar with or things that have not been normal for for them for whatever reason um 
or not as common in society maybe are seen as negative or bad or scary and so I think it's just you know I don't think it's smart for you to just jump in without knowing how to select a solid program or a solid coach because the coaching is important too like anything else and I think like anything else strength training is a tool and any tool can be misused and when it's misused or done improperly it is going to it is going to have more risk it is going to be potentially harmful and that's true for anything you know and so I think there are smart ways to train anything and I think that strength training like anything else can be done well and the coaching does matter and it's important for parents to have an understanding and expectations that are helpful and you know I think it's important for the coach or the instructor to be able to communicate that to the parents too like I think that some parents just go into it with these ideas that are not quite um, maybe a little misguided and so just having a better understanding of the process and of the options and of things to look for, right? Just like when you go find a pitching instructor or a hitting instructor, you do your research. You try to find out, you know, what their training methods are like, what kind of communicator they are, their methods they use, the strategies they use, the tactics, the tools, the techniques, and you choose your instructors based upon research you don't just pick one out of a book and you know or whichever one is the cheapest you do some research first you do your homework and then you put your child in that person's care and you stick around to pay attention to see if it's something that is making sense it's working it looks beneficial or if it's not you make an adjustment so I think that all of those things come into play and I really do feel like the other major thing to consider is whether or not your child wants to do it because one of the worst things you can do is take a child who does not want to be in the weight room or does not want to be in the gym and have them lifting weights and they're they're not in it they're not focused their mind's not in it they don't care about what's going on they're not paying attention they're not wanting to understand what they're being told and how to do things and then they're going to try to lift weight that's dangerous so I don't believe I believe that strength training can be and is beneficial for any athlete but I don't think that every athlete should be in the weight room as you know the supplement to their training if that's not something that appeals to them if that's not something that they're at all into have them do something else there's so many other ways to strengthen their body and increase their athleticism and or supplement their game go and find what makes sense for them one of the worst yeah I don't I just one of the worst things you can do is go like you should be weight training you need to get stronger this is going to be important for your goals go in the weight room and they're just kind of like they're not ready for that um, mentally so that's another important consideration besides whether they're physically able to or whether they're physically ready to get into the weight room so sometimes um, parents feel like it's a good idea and they're forgetting to consider not just the age or physical readiness of their child but also uh, the mental and emotional readiness to actually go in there and do the work because it can be for some people very boring because you do similar things 
day in and day out, right? There's not a lot of variables like in the sport. Like I was saying, weightlifting is a lot more controlled. The environment's a lot more controlled. Um, not as many surprises and stuff. So it might be boring for some kids. It might be, you know, it might feel like it's not even fun because it's like we just did this or we just did this last week or, you know, you work a lot of the same things or similar things over and over and it's challenging for your body. So some people just don't like that level of discomfort physically, maybe. I don't know. Um, There could be lots of different reasons why strength training isn't the most ideal supplement for any particular athlete and reasons why they're not yet ready at whatever age they are. So it's really, I believe it's really personal when a child is ready and when when they're not. And I do think that their background and their history and the years leading up to when you're considering it, um, it makes a difference, right? So there's no way you can compare how old my kids are when they started and whether or not that translates to your kids are this age. So then if it's okay for mine, yours should be fine too. They they just, you know, it, it might not be, that just might not be the case. There's so many different factors. So anyway, just wanted to put this out there because it's a question that I get asked about a lot and this, all of these ideas is a lot to share in a Facebook comment or a message or an email. And so I thought I'd just come on and kind of dump it all into a podcast episode. And I'm sure there are even other things that I could talk about or I forgot to bring up. But these are kind of the main considerations or the main things that I want to try to communicate to people. It's not always easy to do via the written word in just a short format so yeah the one thing that is often what I have in mind is like you know every kid is different and our kids have a very very active have lived a very active lifestyle from the get-go from the very beginning I mean we have very few kids who are just kind of homebodies that don't do a lot of movement we have one actually he's eight and he will probably not touch weights for quite some time he's just not into it like the other kids are and yet we have a five-year-old who's always trying to pick stuff up whenever he can he's probably going to start doing things a lot sooner than his older brother that's okay they're like i said they're each on their own path they each have their own you know journeys and what's right for one is not going to be right for another and that's okay and I think if parents can be accepting of that and really tune into their own child and have discussions with them about what they want to do. And if they want to be in the weight room, they want to start doing something to get stronger. There are lots of different ways to do it. And so we actually started with like P90X and Insanity. That was our first real introduction to having our kids do some kind of program that was geared toward getting in better shape or increasing athleticism or getting stronger. And our oldest was 12 when we did P90X and she joined in with us and didn't use any weight. That program has weights in it and she just did the movements. And then she did Insanity with us after that. And then she did Insanity on her own before school because she just likes moving. And that's when we really discovered that she just really likes that kind of activity and that kind of movement as an athlete. And so that became how she supplemented her sports because that's what fit her. And then as, 
you know, we got older and our and my husband got into CrossFit and whatnot. Then a teens program became available and we asked our oldest, you want to try it? She was like, yeah, I'll try it. And then our other daughter wanted to go ahead and give it a try too eventually. And so, you know, then all the girls started doing that stuff. And then our son is now 13 and he... um he he also just started out with just no weights, just moving, just learning movements, and that that was for, uh, I mean he's been moving all the time, but actually in the gym he did just a lot of body movements and stuff for a good year, and then he did really lightweight for another, you know, period of time, and then um, now that you know, that testosterone is hit and all that stuff, lowering voice changes and everything. Um, and he's had a very active background, plus the time in the gym doing things without weight or with very, very lightweight. Only now, after all of that, he's beginning to actually add heavier weights and do more maximal lifts at some t- at certain points in order to then figure out what is his training, what are his training weights right? Maximum lifts are not something that you do every day. And then you use that, when you do it, you use that information so that you can figure out ideal training weights and rep schemes and so on for that particular person. So everything is calculated. It's not just, oh, here's something that's good for 13 year olds and you just run with that. That's not how it, that's not how it works. So anyway, yeah, lots to Lots of factors and lots of different considerations. And um, I do think that kids can move weights, whether it's actual weights or just a backpack or a ball or a rock or their sibling. (laughs) You know, they can move things at earlier ages than people realize. But it's oftentimes when we try to get in there and structure everything for them that, you know, sometimes that tends to go wonky, especially if it's not done in a way that makes sense for that person. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, yeah, just a bunch of thoughts that I um, wanted to put out there for people to consider and to, you know, kind of just put in their memory bank to utilize when they're trying to make decisions or when they're trying to better understand people who do have children that move weight or do strength training in that format so oh oh shoot I remember one more thing gosh this is turning into a long episode okay so the other thing is a comment that I I saw was that oh our trainer said as a as a general rule only doing body weight exercises until high school and that's interesting to me because if you've ever tried to move your own body weight it's not easy like being able to move your own body is is tough and actually doing some certain exercises for example doing a pull-up is hard um, for most people and especially for female athletes right being able to pull your own body weight up is not easy but if you have some kind of lat pull down or rings and you can do rows or dumbbells and you can do rows which work that same muscle group the back of the shoulder lats and stuff you can use a much lighter weight than your body and use that as a scaled or modified version of a pull-up in order to build up those muscles so that eventually you can move your own body weight 
body weight's not light, even with push-ups, right? There's a lot of modifications to push-ups because moving your body weight isn't easy. And so there are a lot of weight lifting or strength training exercises that are actually lighter and less load than moving your own body and are often used as beginning exercises or supplemental exercises to help build up those weaknesses within the body so that you can eventually hold and or move your own body weight well. So it's interesting that it's like, oh, just do, I mean, you can build a lot of strength with body weight exercises, no doubt about it. And body weight's a great way to start, but also moving your body is not easy. And so sometimes, again, when it's done well, utilizing weights is a way to step back even further to like as a more basic thing than moving your own body because your own body is kind of heavy especially if you have extra pounds on you (laughs) like doing a pull-up for me right now is a lot harder than it was a few years ago because I have baby number eight and I haven't lost all of that weight yet and so I'm not strong enough to do a pull-up right now and so I do other supplemental exercises sometimes with lighter weights so that I can build up those muscles and start moving those muscles and start strengthening those muscles that I'm going to need to be able to eventually do a pull-up. So the idea that, oh, just do body weight instead of using strength, instead of doing strength training because it's somehow safer or somehow less load, it's not necessarily the case. Um, sometimes, yeah, like sometimes utilizing weights is a step before or a step under if you will i'm not exactly sure i'm trying to say it but it's not really coming out um the way that my brain is thinking about it but like body weight is sometimes even more advanced um than starting off with some really light weight and training up those muscles especially in females we tend to be weak posteriorly so training up you know the back side of our body um so that we can actually move our own body better right do a box jump and actually jump onto a box that's higher than a stair right or being able to pull our own body up because that's it's not easy to do um and so there are ways that you can utilize light weights to begin the process of strengthening those areas so that eventually they can you can actually hold and or move your full body weight Um, and work up to push-ups and work up to pull-ups and work up to higher box jumps and work up to you know all kinds of various things being able to do um, lunges better and even air squats like being able to do an air squat or a squat with just a body weight squat there's a lot of muscles involved in that and for me after having the last baby like my body um, has weaknesses and areas that don't allow me to do a really good squat And so again, I'm using other supplemental exercises and sometimes some weighted ones to build those areas up. So anyway, yeah, that's the other point. Um, It's interesting that people have this idea that body weight is easier than weights, um, which as a blanket statement isn't always necessarily the case. So yeah, anyway, okay, I think I'm done now. (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed um, listening to some of these thoughts and insights and stories that kind of illustrate um yeah just how complex the conversation can be versus you know when is the right age and when is not um whether a kid should or shouldn't that sort of thing so uh if you have any thoughts that you would like to share 
feel free to hit me up on um, Instagram or Twitter at Stacy Mahoy on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash coach Stacy, or go over to the website, stacymahoy.com and click on, I believe it says contact Stacy. Now I used to say ask Stacy, but I believe I changed it to contact Stacy. If you click on that, it allows you to shoot me an email and share some thoughts with me or ask further questions. And um, yeah, it's definitely an interesting conversation and it's been fun to be able to dump the thoughts from my brain and all these ideas out for you because like I said, this is now, let's see, 39 minutes, just me talking about this one thing. This would be a very long Facebook comment. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope you are also having a wonderful, wonderful day. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.